0: What is going on, Substance Church? How y'all doing? I am so pumped to be here, to hang with our friends. And uh, I believe God's going to do something amazing today. But i gonna be honest with you, when I saw the stage, I like want to perform. I ain't going to lie. Like I want to sing. I want to a be, little Beyonce, whatever, like play some drums. But... Uh, Irene and I are just so grateful to be in relationship with your amazing pastors. Can we take a moment to give it up for Pastor Peter and Carolyn? Thank you so much. We love you guys. and It's been a great year. And I'm excited about like, the new year like, coming up. January 24th, I turned 50, so I'm like real excited. I told my wife, don't fail on this present. Like, Don't, don't mess this one up. Don't mess this one up. Like, this is a big one for me. Uh, But we want to welcome all those who are watching online. We want to welcome all those who will join later online. I believe God has a word for you today. No matter where you are, welcome our campuses. But today, I got a word from the Lord. I I, I was talking to Nate, uh, Pastor Nate. I was talking to Tennis Shoes Nate, um, Skinny Nate, um, last week, and and, and honestly, I was like, hey, where's the church at? What's the church doing? And, and, and I begin to pray about a word for the church. And, and this one's hot off the presses. Uh, I was talking to uh, Pastor Peter and Carolyn yesterday, and they were like, we need your outline. I was like, I haven't written it yet. Because I was just kind of going in my mind about what God wanted to say uh, to you all today. And I believe God has a word for you. Y'all ready? Yeah. We, got a, we got a lot of scripture, like, throughout this sermon. But uh, I believe that God's going to move some things forward in your life. Uh, today You want to look at 1 John 4.18, 1 John 4.18, a very simple uh, but popular scripture, and I want to pick this apart a little bit today. It says this, that there is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out all fear, because fear involves torment. But he who fears has not been made perfect in love. I think one of the things that we might all have in common is this. Like, let me say it this way no one wants to say what they fear. You know, you know. I haven't met many people that be like, oh man, you know, you meet them, you're like, man, let me tell you about, about, about my fears. But as I was praying for the church and I was praying for your, your team and I was praying for you, uh, I felt like God, this year, before the end of this year, Wanted you to shut the door to some fears. Shut the door to some fears before we go into 2024 that we still got an opportunity for God to do some things in the next few weeks. We got got an opportunity to get in some small groups. We got an opportunity to to, to let this joy that this Christmas season is supposed to have be contagious to our loved ones and our friends and our our family. But I want to preach today from the title, Shut the Door. Shut the Door. Years ago, Irene and I were upstairs in in our house. We we lived in a a place called Odenton, Maryland. And we had a 3 uh, level house in the basement, In the basement, it was, it was unfurnished, and uh, it was unfinished, and, and, uh, and I remember, you know, we have an alarm system, and, and when I, I woke up in the middle of the night to the alarm going off, and, and, you know, I live close to Baltimore, so I was like, what's going on? And when I woke up to this alarm going off, I looked at the panel, and on the panel, it said, basement door intrusion. Basement door intrusion. You're talking about fear. Now, now here's the deal. I kind of had to mask the fear because I wanted my wife to feel like I can handle this. Come on, somebody. <laughs> but I had fear. And my fear was different than hers. Hers, she screamed, ah, you know, like basement door. I'm like, call 911. She's frozen. Come on. I'm like, we got to get out of this thing. We got to figure this out. And and she's like, go go downstairs and get them. And if I'm honest, (laughs) if I'm honest, I don't want to get them. I kind of wanted to avoid that the whole thing was even going on. And so I'm all the way upstairs, and I'm like, man, what do I do? The kitchen is there. The kitchen knives are there. You know, I had a bat next to my bed. You know, like, what are you going to do? They got a gun, you got a bat. So I grabbed the bat, and, and I want to go downstairs. I, I really do. And I want to tell my wife, do you want to go? <laughs> if I'm honest. <laughs> and I remember this anxiety. I remember this, this mentality. I remember this, this fight, fight or freeze, like I got to go confront this, or it's going to confront me. And so I, 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 <laughs> I mustered up enough whatever. To go down in the basement, and y'all, I'm telling you, I'm creeping down the steps. You know, I was told to, like, make a lot of noise. I was like, hey, babe, go get my gun. I didn't have one. You know, like, I'm lying. I'm like, I'm hoping God is in this situation, but I'm lying. You know what I mean? Like, like uh, 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 I was like grab, the, I'm like, grab the pots. I'm like, hey, make some noise. And I go, I am scared to death. I got fear. Basement door intrusion. I can see if there was a thunderstorm. And the glass break went off, or the motion detector, like, got set off. But basement door intrusion was real. So I go down to the basement to face this thing. And I, I honestly, the last three steps, I start hollering, <laughs> Y'all can't wait to hear the end of this story, right? <laughs> Nothing. No one's down there. We searched the house. No one's there. And I forgot that I had been in the basement earlier (laughs) and thought I would shut the door, but I didn't. I was scared. I had fear. I had anxiety. I doubted my own strength because of a door that I left open to fear. And what I have come to discover in the body of Christ, especially coming out of COVID and and at the end of the year and the economy and the broken relationships, that many of us have an open door that we would never call fear. We'd call it intrusion. We'd call it anxiety. We'd call it something else. But God, in his word, told me to, to literally, I felt the Holy Spirit encourage me, To say today is the day to shut the door to fear. We're going to shut the door to fear. And it's going to cause us to go down into the basement of our souls. To dig into the basement of our hearts. And ask ourselves, what have we left unaddressed in another season that might be causing fear in this season? What is fear? The dictionary said, hey Siri, I asked her. And she said, fear is a distressing emotion aroused by impending danger, evil. But this last one, or pain. It's crazy how we can have an open door with unaddressed pain. We can leave an open door to fear based on the danger of a previous season that we made it through. We got through the season. But the season hasn't gotten over us. And I started looking at, what does fear look like in our lives? And let me tell you something, like I want to get to joy, like I want to get to peace. Like I want to feel purpose. But if I'm honest, fear plagues me at times. Fear causes us to question what we know is certain. Fear brings anxiety and a sense of uncertainty to areas which God has shown himself faithful in previous seasons. Fear has, uh, it has us to take unsure steps and, and live this unbalanced life. And it doesn't allow us to, to stand in the uh, certainty and in the firmness of our faith. Fear has us believing that we are abandoned and forgotten by people even when God, word says he's with us. Fear of failure will have us strive in areas searching for significant and affirmation in the wrong things. Fear causes us to behave irrationally. Irene wrote this one. She's like, that's you, honey. Fear doesn't allow us to trust the process of God's promises. Fear causes us not to see clearly and robs us of vision. It causes us to waver in doubt. Fear, and this one I think is what really what I felt like God was saying to us as a church. Fear causes us to disconnect because we don't want to feel the pain of rejection again. Because we're fearing that we're going to get hurt again. We're fearing that they're going to be, we're going to be betrayed again. Fear t- tells us don't get involved in a small group. Because they won't understand. Fear, fear has us living in this proverbial uh, cycle of coulda, shoulda, woulda. The spirit of Fear. Causes us to isolate ourselves, feeling, fearing rejection and impending hurt. Fear, what it does is it says, when are you going to hurt me? Not if you're going to hurt me, but when is it going to come? When is another person going to leave? When is another promise going to be broken? What fear does in a marriage, it, it does not allow you and your spouse to have intimacy in a marriage. Fear uh, literally can be because you had a jacked up past and, and it has you looking at what you don't want to be rather than what God has called you to be. And you find yourself looking in the rear view mirror rather than the windshield of hope and the windshield of purpose and the windshield of faith of what God has for us. And 2 Timothy uh, 1.7, it literally to me, Helps define fear. It says, for God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, but of love, and a sound mind. Now, let's pick apart that scripture for a second. Because what it says is, is when I have fear, I probably don't have power. Huh. When I am allowing the door of fear to stay open, I probably cannot be embraced by someone's love. It's not just can you love other people. But when you have fear, you're hard to love. Come on now. Y'all know somebody that's hard to love? like Man, they are hard to love. They got expectations. Right? They got hurts. I feel like I got to prove myself. You can see y'all shaking your heads now. Right? I got to prove myself all the time. I got to make sure I reassure I'm here. I'm here. Like, like when you have fear, you're hard to love. And guess what? It says, "For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a what? Sound mind. You crazy? Come on, y'all. Have you ever had some fear and you start crazy making? Come on. I know what's going to happen. It's going to be all bad. We all going to die. Come on, somebody. Like, like, like It's going to be awful. Does anybody know? What the, we call it awfulizing. When you have fear. When you have fear, you, you, you don't look back at God's resume and remember what he did. When, when you have fear, you look back at your resume and remember how you failed. When you have fear. Every relationship that has fear. Let me tell you something, guys, about fear. Fear, it, 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 it's, it's, it's contagious too. It's contagious to our children. It's contagious to our coworkers. It's contagious to our friends. And God shifts our season, but we're stuck in the same season. But what Second Timothy says to me is fear is a spirit. Say that with me. Say, fear is a spirit. It's a spirit, and you can't fight a spirit with counseling alone. You need counseling because we're crazy. We need encouragement because we're crazy. We also need God's word because you cannot break a stronghold with a strong effort. You can't shut an open door by just going downstairs and shutting the door. I'm telling you right now, I have had seasons in my life where I had to worship myself in a moment and and get myself in the presence of God and ask God, can you heal that place of broken relationships? Because it's hard for me, if I'm honest with you, God, to trust church people, Because they've hurt me. Now I can say this: I'm not a pastor no more. Come on, somebody. Y'all like, oh, you're a pastor? Nope, I am, but I'm not. Like I don't have a church. Maybe I should get healed. (laughs) But I'm telling you right now, even as church leaders, man, we get hurt. We're leading worship teams, and we're wondering, is the person that's singing on the, on the front line with me, are they upset that I didn't give them the solo? Come on, somebody. So, so, so I don't really want to fear, you know, I want to fear. I, I got fear because I don't really want to address it because they've been hurt at another church, and they have not shut the door, and they brought that chur- hurt into this church, and now I'm the old pastor. Even though I'm black, they was white. I mean, y'all catch it? Y'all catch it? No, what I'm saying is, is. We got to shut the door. I don't know what I, why I'm preaching this, but I think I do. And maybe you're just like, Pastor, I can't get with any of that. I ain't got no fear. Or maybe you just are like me, and you're 49 years old, and you still don't want to hang your foot over the bed at night. <laughs> I still I did it last night. Like, I was in the hotel. I was like... I did put my foot back. I don't want nothing to touch it. Like, I, I'm just going to be real. I'm just keeping it real. I'm grown. I'm 6'4", and I pull my foot back. Is anyone with me? Am I by myself? Come on, is there anybody else that just thinks about it every now and then? Like, eh, nah. No? No? I, I pray something touches your foot. And I'm like, why? Why is this a thing when nothing's... Never touch my foot. <laughs> Come on. Maybe because of what I heard? Maybe because of what I didn't experience, but I made up because of somebody else's experience? Is this landing for anybody? Fear is a spirit from the enemy that robs us from our freedom in Christ. It is impossible to be free with fear. It's real. It's real. It's impossible to be free. Here's what I feel. Like this John 10:10. 10, 10, the enemy comes to steal, kill and destroy. And Jesus, says, that I have come that you might have life and life more abundantly. That's not life more average. That's not just surviving. That's not just making it. I do not want to get to heaven and my whole life be striving to get to heaven. But because of fear, I never experience heaven here. I want heaven here. I want my relationships to be free from fear. Fear that I'm going to lose someone special again. Fear that I'm going to be misinterpreted. Fear that, that I feel like I'm, I'm really, I feel like I'm confessing right now, if I'm honest with you. See, fear has a goal. And the spirit, well, the goal of the spirit of fear is to make us feel like we're far from God. The goal of the spirit of fear is to make us feel like we've done something that has distanced us from a God whose word says he will never leave us nor forsake us. The enemy's desire is to convince you that you're all alone. And here's the deal. Not just alone in proximity, but alone in pain. I'm the only one going through this. I'm the only one that ever did this. I I can't tell people about my past because they would judge me not knowing that they probably have a worse past than you. But fear says I can't be vulnerable. Fear says I, I, I can't be real. Fear says I can't confront. Fear says, and I want to I talk to all the peaceful people. How many of y'all are peaceful people? You're not like me. Like, I, I'll set it off. Come on. But, but you would rather have peace. Anybody? Come on. You would just rather have peace. You know, let's not stir it up. Let's not talk about much. But what happens is, is peace for the sake of peace is not peace. Peace for the sake of peace is resentment because you fear the hard conversation. So we got to learn how to deal with these fears so that we can shut the door to the old season so that when the alarm goes off, we know we've covered all of our bases. When I was studying this last night, the Lord dropped this in my, in my, in my heart about Hebrews 11. Because I, I would say that faith would be the opposite of fear. Security would be the opposite of fear. Belief in God would be the opposite of fear. Hebrews 11 says, now faith. Somebody say, now faith. Now faith, now faith is the confidence in what we hope for and the assurance of what we do not see. The problem is, is Then fear is robbing our now faith. Then fear is robbing our now faith. And if I had to do an acronym for fear, we've heard this. I've seen it on Instagram. It's false evidence appearing real. That's the acronym. False, F, evidence, E, A, appearing, real, R, real, not real. That was an Instagram reel. Now faith, now watch this. Now faith is confidence in what we hope to happen and assurance about what we do not see. Now faith. But then fear is confidence in what we hope not to happen and in uncertainty about what we do not see. And what God is calling us to do, to heal us, to shut the door On fear in this season is to have now faith every time we experience a then fear. So anything that you feared in the past, I'm believing that God is calling us to confess out loud now faith. Come on, somebody. Now faith. You feel hurt? Now faith. God's calling you to trust again? Now faith. God's bringing you in relationship again, now faith. You don't want to get in a small group. You know you need to. You feel lonely. You feel isolated. Now faith. Come on, somebody. Uh-uh. You've been hurt in the area of giving, and you, you know that God has on your heart to give, to be a part of the local church, to get involved with Heart for the House. Then fear, now faith. I'm telling you right now, now faith is real. Now faith is right now. Now faith stands on God's resume. We have to proclaim now faith and not then fear. I talked to my wife who was often my counselor. And she said this. She said, fear, honey, is a devotion to an unhealthy emotion. I'm like, first of all, that rhymes, and that's a bar. Fear is a devotion to an unhealthy emotion. And I said, honey, I need you to help me take that further. She said this, fear typically is a side emotion under a primary emotion. Wow. I said, that sounds amazing. What do you mean? And she says, under doubt is fear. Under rejection is fear. Under insecurity is fear. Ooh. Okay. So the primary emotion is doubt. The side emotion is fear. In other words, behind doubt is fear. Behind rejection is fear. Behind abandonment is fear. I, I'm like, God, I need help with what to do with my fears. And honestly, he's like, I already dealt with them. You're just too scared to admit them. When I was a kid, I was bad, bad. I couldn't, like, timeouts weren't for me, spankings was for me. Come on, somebody. Like, my parents. They believed in, yeah, I deserved it. I needed it. But I, I was adventurous and I would go out in the woods and, and uh, we lived in this, in this, in this place uh, on Symphony Lane and it had like a field and there was woods. And, we would, and there was one house, Mr. Penny's house. Mr. Penny's house was the shortcut that everyone would take who didn't have fear because you had to run through the woods. I don't know if you can tell I'm not a woodsman. Like, I'm not going camping. (laughs) Am I lying? No, we're not going camping. We're not roughing it. There is no roughing it with me. Skip, I'm not going. Like, I'm not going in the woods. Every man's wild. I'm not doing that. I want five-star. Come on, somebody. I I, I want amenities. You You don't have amenities in the woods. Fire. I don't want to build a fire. I don't know how to do that. So we'd have to, Mr. Penny had Doberman pinchers, and they were, and they were in, a, in a fence, but in my heart, I knew they could jump the fence. So what we would do, come on, can I, can I, can I just illustrate this? Is we'd be on the bus and say, are we going to take the long way, or are we going to take the shortcut? Because we know if we take the shortcut, we got to go by Mr. Penny's house. So what we would do is I'm going to take the shortcut. And I don't know why I would do this, but I literally would get to the path, and I would just holler, ah! and I'd run. I'd close my eyes. Then I'd get to the other side, and I was like, made it. Ah, dove from what's up? Y'all ain't got nothing for me. Then I'd talk trash on the other side. Uh-huh. But this one particular time, something happened. Got my strength up. One of the other fears that I have and why I don't camp is I'm deathly afraid of snakes. I just, I don't know why they, like, it's the devil. Like, I, I, I don't, like, we had a snake in our yard just a couple weeks ago, and I just got my 9 millimeter out and started shooting. Irene's upset. She's like, you can't do that in the community. She, <laughs> this is a true story. She's like, go get a shovel. I'm like, I don't want to (laughs) interact. I don't want to interact with the snake. I don't like snakes. I don't want to get bit. I don't care if they're, you know, uh, well, snakes are, they're taking care of the insects. And no, an exterminator does that. (laughs) So I'm running years ago. I get to the path, the shortcut. I'm like, ah, I'm running to the path. And, and my cousin, he's running with me. He said, Jimmy, a snake. Now, I was just avoiding the Doberman Pinchers. And when he said a snake, I just froze. I literally could not move. That's how scared I was. I literally, no, 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 frozen. Now, I'm not fast to begin with. But stopping is not moving. I was stuck in a fear moment. Real real talk. And my cousin's like, move. I'm like, I can't. I'm scared. He's like, you got to move. I'm like, why? I'm like, where's the snake? He's like, you're standing on it. True story. He goes, you actually killed it. You just didn't realize it's under your feet. And I want you to know that the fear that the enemy has placed at you and that has robbed you of relationship and has robbed you of freedom and has robbed you of being your best in Christ. I want you to know because of the blood-bought redemptive sacrifice of Jesus Christ, the enemy is under your feet. Come on, somebody. Through the resurrection power of Jesus Christ, guess what? It has conquered fear. You don't have to be stuck in fear. You don't have to leave the door open to fear. You can say fear not because God is with me. I came to tell you that your best days are ahead of you, substance, and your worst days are behind you because before next year, you're going to shut the door to fear. How do we shut the door to fear? Glad you asked, number one. You have to have the mindset that God's perfect love connects me. 1 John 4.18 says, There is no fear in love, but perfect fear, perfect love casts out all fear because fear involves torment. But he who has fears has not been made perfect in love I'm telling you right now, Isaiah chapter 43 verse 1 and 2, it says, but now, O Jacob, listen to the Lord who created you. O Israel, the one who formed you says, do not be afraid, for I have ransomed you. I have called you by name. You are mine. When you go through the deep waters, I will be with you. When you go through the rivers of difficulty, you will not drown. When you walk through the fire of oppression, you will not be burned up. The flames will not consume you. Substance Church, I came to prophesy to you, guess what? You'll go through the fire, but you will not be burnt. You may have gone through some betrayals in your relationship, but guess what? You know how to take a licking and keep on ticking. I came to tell you that you might be one relationship away from a breakthrough, and God's going to give you the strength to trust again. God's going to give you the strength to believe again. God's going to give you the strength to hire again again connects me I, when i started passing our church I, years ago in 2010 i believe it's so when this uh, the team was like hey the creative team y'all know creatives like they make you buy stuff you don't need do stuff that you really need. Like, but I didn't know this drone thing. So they was like, Pastor, we need a drone because we need to take pictures of our church. And and I was like, outside, and we need, you know, you need to come down and 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 look at it from afar. And it's gonna it's vision Sunday, so you need a drone. Come on, somebody. So we went out. All the white churches had a drone. So I was like, let's get a drone. Come on, somebody. We are the only black church with a drone. Come on, I got me a drone, and and, and I. Because I had a white creative guy. Y'all know what I'm saying? A whole nother story. So, so so he came out. Don't get offended, guys. I'm family. I'm joking, right. Uncle Jimmy. All right. So don't send an email. Oh my God. Yeah, like don't do that. Like that's fear. Um. <laughs> so 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 I went outside. He had the drone. And I and I said, can I do it? You know it? I mean? Like, I wanna I wanna work this drone. So he gave me the remote control, and I took the I took the drone up and I it went far. And and I didn't realize that that. It went too far. (laughs) It was like a $5,000 piece of equipment. And I'm like, what had happened? (laughs) He's like, it it went out of range. And I'm like, so it lost connection? And he's like, yeah, because it's out of range. I said, what are we going to do? He said it was built with a mechanism in it that when it's out of range, it automatically knows where home is and it will come back on its own. And all of a sudden I heard my investment, come on somebody, (laughs) coming back home, even though I thought it was out of range. I want you to know that perfect love says that you were never out of range. You were built in with a mechanism called the Spirit of God that you always know where home is. You always know where safety is. And I don't care how you were mishandled. I care, but I don't care. I couldn't care more. I couldn't care less. I don't care what I've gone through. I don't care what, 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 who betrayed me. I I'm going to have the mindset that knows that perfect love always keeps me connected and I'm never out of range. Can you not pull yourself out of church when you get hurt just because you think you're out of range? As the church grows and we're we not what we used to be, we're not because there's a lot of people who think they're out of range. That when they step in here, they find family. And they find that this is home base. God's perfect love connects me. Number two, God's perfect love comforts me. I love Psalm 23. And I have to confess this scripture in my life often. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will not be afraid. For you are close beside me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. I think as Christians, we want to avoid the valley. But this scripture lets me know that the valley is for me. So here's what I want us to do. I told Pastor Carolyn this in the back. I said, I want us to reframe our valleys. I believe God wants you to have a new mindset, a new perspective that says this. This is not happening to me. This is happening for me. Whatever valley you go through, whatever disappointment you go through, Whatever discouragement you go through, we go through. I am going to try to have the mindset, as angry as I get, as angry as I want to be, as disappointed, as discouraged, this is not happening to me. This is happening for me because God is with me. Could it be in the valley God wants to reveal a new side of himself to you? But let me tell you something. When you give your life to Christ, when you, when you get saved, when you, when, when you give your heart to God, you don't avoid valleys. You just got comfort in them. I have discovered new aspects of God in my hardest season. I would not know God as Jehovah Jireh, who was a provider, unless I went through the valley. Lack. I would not know the God Jehovah Shammah, the God or Jehovah Shalom, the God my peace, unless I went through valleys where there was more pain than peace. I'm telling you right now, you have to reframe your thoughts, you have to exchange this, this mindset of God, why is this happening to me? And you're wondering why he's not answering because you're asking the wrong question. The question should be, God, what are you doing for me that I need to find you in and discover a new aspect of who you are? Who is this message for? I feel like this is for some people. Is it just for me? Because I'm getting blessed by myself. (laughs) I'm telling you right now. I'm going to be honest with you. I have pushed some people out of my life that God probably sent to my life because of fear from a previous season of my life. A previous disappointment, a previous hurt, a previous rejection. This is a real message. Like, like this message, you're going to go home in the car and be like, dang it, why do you have to preach that? <laughs> yeah. You have to ask your spouse, hey, do you have some fears Can I be praying for you? And and then I love this last thought. Number three, God's perfect love. It casts out all fear. I don't care. The kitchen knife that I couldn't get to. The baseball bat that I was shaking too hard to swing. If I'm honest, the gun that I wish I had trying to send my wife downstairs and not me. (laughs) The only one who can cast out fear is the only one who has perfect love. I am making a vow. Uh Uh-oh. That I'm no longer interested in seeking solutions that are not eternal if you have a fear of failure and you got the money and you got the bank account and you got the 401k and you got all that but you still got fear you cannot earn your way out of fear you can't and you wonder why why can't I give now because it's harder for a rich man to get through the eye of a needle Come on, somebody. This is scripture. cast out. I I felt, I'm not going to sing this because I don't even know if they know it, but I was listening this morning. Fear is not my future. You are. I think it's like a Maverick City song or something. And I was just like singing it over you. Fear is not your future. God is. So many of us, when we keep looking through the rearview mirror, we think fear is our future. And then I look at scriptures like Jeremiah twenty-nine, eleven. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you. Watch this, not to harm you, to give you a hope and a future. Can I just encourage you to shut the door, make the phone call, forgive the person? A lot of our fears have to deal with unforgiveness. It might not even be of a person, but of ourselves. I've learned the best fear ever. There's a good fear, too. It's called the fear of God. For so many years, I was scared of God. If I sin, I'm going to hell. I remember in college, I just grew up with this religious mindset, like, oh, my God. Don't get caught. Because if the trumpet blows right now, you are in the eternal lake of fire. And I thought that that was fear of God. But then I found out that this, that fear of God is not being scared of God. It's being scared of doing life without God. I don't want to do life without the Holy Spirit. Can I pray for you? Can I pray for you that you close the door to fear? Can you stand with me? I think that would be appropriate. And I just want you for a second not to fear raising your hands. Not to fear putting your hand on your heart. And asking God to heal you. Father, I pray right now, God, that we would shut the door to fear. Father, I pray that fear would not be our future. But faith would be our future. That we get rid of the then fear so that we can step into the now faith. Father, I pray, God, that we would lock down our faith with the security that you are in control because we've closed all the doors that were up to us to close so that we can be secure in your love. Psalms 34.4 says, I prayed to the Lord and he answered me. He freed me from all my fears. Substance Church, I love you guys. God bless you. I'm believing that your best days are ahead of you. Let's go.